0: Hey everybody, it's Devin here for Straight Up Sports. I'm recording the podcast here today around lunchtime, here on Thursday for you guys. I know had some clamoring on Twitter from some coaches around the area waiting for me to drop the podcast. Usually I record this on Wednesday nights and post it for Thursday morning. Uh, a little bit behind this week with that, but uh, part of that is because I have something going on tonight, so I was trying to get the stats all organized last night. The coaches did a great job this week of getting all those stats posted had a great time, so I appreciate the coaches for that, to make my job a little easier. So I'm going to get this podcast recorded over my lunch break. Um, so today I'm going to break down the week eight games, uh, district assignments, kind of the standings, and have the outlook of that for a little bit for going forward. And then also, I'm going to touch base on a couple of things that I don't like that Mitch is doing right now, um, that's just kind of inconsistent. And I just want to kind of vent what I'm kind of thinking out there and see if anybody else can pick up on this a little bit and maybe give me a better answer of why they're doing the way they're doing it right now with some stuff for district points and the rankings and stuff like that so that's gonna be today's episode for SNAP sports um enjoy and sorry for the late for the late podcast but it is what it is going forward to enjoy the podcast guys All right, here we go for this week's episode. We're gonna start out first with the week eight games. We're just gonna run through these real quick to get some other things I want to talk about a little more later in the episode. Uh, start with the ranked matchups. Number one, North Andrew hosting number ten Worth County. This is a very fun football game. Uh, beginning of the year, I thought Worth County would be the favorite win win the GRC, but North Andrew's kind of running away with it right now. Um, a win here, and they would, I believe, clinch the conference title. A loss, and they're kind of at the mercy. Um, I think they're going to be co-champions of either Worth County or Stanbury um, after next week. So they're kind of at the mercy right now if they lose this game of not being outright champs. But I think North Andrew does win this game. I've said it all year. They just wear on you. I mean, Albany gave them their best shot. Um, I know Worth County beat Albany earlier this year. But Worth County's kind of been a weird team back and forth with this. Um, Now, I would not be surprised if Worth County came out and played a really good game. I have not heard of Gladstone's back for them at quarterback. If so, I like their chances a little bit better. Alarcon's still a stud. I think he's, what, third in the state in rushing as of right now. Let me look that up real quick. Let me get that pulled. Yeah, he is second, actually, just behind Parker Muff. Um, And that's just pretty much that one game. They're both averaging over 200 yards rushing per game. 216 for Muff and 208 or so. There for Alarcon, with the next highest being 173 for Jacob Coffee down south, and 153 for Gunnar Miller at Liberal. Um, I'll get to that here in a minute, but Alarcon, he's a stud. If there's, I think Worth County has a decent chance, um, but I still think North Angel wins this game by two, maybe three scores. I think that's kind of where they're at right now in that one. And then we'll go to the next one, Southwest Livingston, number two in the state at Northwest Nottaway. Southwest should roll on this one. I actually was one of the two voters who put Southwest at number one in my poll this week. I'm uh, just watching them week in, week out. I just think if they played North Andrew today, they'd win. I know North Andrew right now probably has the better resume. If you look at their whole body of work, North Andrew is probably a little bit better at this point. They have the no losses. is huge. Um, but I think Livingston right now, if they played North Andrew or anybody else in the state right now, they would win. I would take Livingston over anybody right now. So, I have them number one in my poll. They're number two overall. Uh, Number three, Drexel at Jasper. Um, I think Jasper saw. I think Jasper, for the teams up north, I think they're very similar talent wise to a Rockport. They don't have a Joey Heron, but they're much deeper. So, I think talent wise, where they kind of match up with teams, they're kind of in that Rockport, that close loss to the Liberal, kind of that range of teams. Uh, a little bit of drama going on there in Jasper right now with the prayer um, by the coaching stuff. I might get that at the end of the podcast. I'm not sure if i want to touch base with that or not. Uh, just kind of a weird situation going on there in Jasper. And Drexel's just a really good team. And just for Jasper, back-to-back weeks with Livingston and then Drexel. And then I don't remember who they have next week. To close their season out. Uh, Santa Fe. So we'll see what Jasper kind of has going forward. I still think they're solid. So we'll kind of see with them. Uh, East Atchison, they're number seven in the state. At number four, South Um, I have my rankings all messed up here. I think are they number six? They are number six. Sorry, let me double check this real quick. Oh, they are seven. They are seven. North Shelby six. Ooh, I gotta fix that. So that's gonna be wrong. As of right now, um, but yeah, number seven East Addison, and number four Stanberry. Uh, Stanberry, their gauntlet of tough games continue. They had North Andrew a couple weeks ago, North Shelby last week in a close win. They got EA this week and then Worth County in week nine. So I'm very excited to see how that kind of goes down there with Stanberry and EA. I said this in a couple podcasts this week. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I think it's gonna be very similar to Stanberry uh, North Shelby last week, where the First to 35 wins, kind of deal like that. And they got the overtime before someone did that in that game. Um, two-point conversions will be huge in this one because I think the scoring is going to be low, so there's not going to be a whole bunch of chance to make up ground without getting two-point conversions. Um, so we'll see what kind of happens here. I'm going to lean Stanberry because I, I like them a little better on offense. I think EA is better defensively. Um, but I think EA on offense might put their defense in some bad situations. We'll have to just kind of see how it goes a little bit there. Maybe they're figuring some things out at this point. Um, But I think East Ashton is going to start slow offensively, and it might put them in a little bit of a hole behind the eight ball against a good Stanbury team. And that's definitely not where you want to be when you're playing Stanbury. So I think it's interesting, but give me uh, Stanbury in a close one-score game here, and that's where I'm going to be at Friday night, um, probably second quarter and on. Um, I'm going to say this later. I'm going to stop by Albany-King City as well. Uh, next game, North Shelby at Oric. This game should be good based on the talent level of both teams. I don't think it will be. I think North Shelby is the better coach team. I think they're playing better right now. I think oric um, has got some win versus some bad teams. They have two losses on the year. I don't think they should have any at this point. I think they're too talented of a team to have two losses at this point. Um, there's a little bit of unhappiness down there at this moment. And I know North Shelby, they're not going – I don't expect them to take the foot off the gas if they get ahead in this game. I think they put the throttle f- down and maybe take their anger out, losing to Stanberry and North Andrew. I know Oreck got some votes this week um, in the media poll. I just don't think they're going to match up well here with North Shelby. I think North Shelby is going to take it to him a little bit. And I don't expect Coach Bass to take it easy on him this week. uh, push for what Oric did to um, Norbert Harden Central earlier this year. I don't expect North Shelby to – um, do them any favors. I'm not saying they're going to run the score up, but they're also not going to get up by 30 and keep the gas off either at that point. Up next, Archie at Casey East Christian. Archie should roll in that one. Uh, Mount City, number nine at Decab. Mount City should win that one, even with just their other guys. Decab just not very good at this point. Almost got a win last week, but they're still just not very good. Um, and the game that's very interesting to me, Pattensburg at number 10, St. Paul Lutheran. Uh, last week, Pattensburg was 10, and Lutheran was underranked. They flipped spots this week. Um, give me Lutheran. Um, I know I'm back and forth. Give me Pattonsburg in a close game. I'm going to go with Pattonsburg for right now. I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, but, man, it's a tough matchup because Pattensburg, they're going to throw the ball around the yard. Lutheran, they're going ground, to ground and pound. It's kind of, and they've seen, and Lutheran did see the style a little bit earlier this year with Concordia, and Concordia gave them some troubles. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, it was a low scoring game, what, 38 34, something like that, and Lutheran had to come back to win that one. But Pattonsburg does it better than when Concordia does it, so I'm going to take Pattonsburg. I think it's going to be a really good game, though. Um, just two completely different styles with two really good coaches who just, I think, just uh, play really different styles. And then South Holt, Holt, uh, May. Could not find a team at this point. Um, so they're going to be able to buy. Rockport also with a buy. They were the ones who canceled on them with the COVID. I'll run through these real quick. I think Platte Valley, I think they beat Stewartville Osborne. Should be a good game, though. Um, Concordia, Keatsville on a Monday. Give me Concordia. Norbert Harden Central at Northwest Hughesville. I want to take Norbert Harden Central, but I think Hughesville gets a win here. And I think they might start getting some love next week in the polls a little bit. Well, they have LeBlanc in week nine. Uh, Bramer at Santa Fe. Very interesting game. If Shue is healthy, I will take Bramer in a slight upset over Santa Fe. I think they're both winless, but I think people have seen Santa Fe being a little better so far this year. Um, Albany, King City, I'll be there for a quarter. I'm going back and forth on this one. I ran King City, so I'll give King City the win here, but I think it's going to be a really good football game between two Willie, really well coached physical football teams in the GRC. Should be a blast. Albany, they have good losses this year. That's all I'm going to say about them. They don't have a single bad loss in their resume. But they also don't have a good win. So that's where I'm at with them right now. King City does have a good win over Worth County um, with their quarterback back. So give me King City in this one a slight win. Uh, Skylar County at Bishop LeBlond. Give me LeBlond. Go on a little winning streak here maybe to end the year with LeBlond as they beat Casey's Christian. They beat Northwest Norway last week. They get a win over Skyler. It'll be a three-game winning streak heading into their Week 9 matchup against Northwest Hughesville. Uh, Liberal at Appleton City. Give me Liberal in the fighting Gunnar Millers um rich hill at osceola give me rich hill in that one as well so that's the week eight games kind of ran through them quickly i'll come back and talk a little bit about districts and some other headlines going on going into week number eight okay now it's time for some of the big headlines going into this week um and first of all before i get started with that thank you to the coaches. Who really were great this week putting their stats up. It was like Tuesday afternoon. All the stats were pretty much up for this week. You guys, it's a slow clap for the coaches. That was just a fantastic job this week. Made my job very, very easy. And I really appreciate you guys and all the work you guys do. Not only for the kids, but also to make my job easier here. Getting the stats put out for you guys. Um, And those will be out Friday morning as usual. Um, And then a couple other things. I'm kind of disappointed. I thought Navi Holt didn't get an opponent for Friday. Um, but it kind of just happened that way, that there's only that one game for COVID. There's been two or three the last few weeks, and an opponent popped up on Thursday. And this is still, still early on Thursday, so you never know. A team might pop up here late, and they get a last-second game, but I'm not banking on it for them. Um, and just some interesting headlines that have kind of been coming out this week, this uh, year. Um I'll talk about Jasper real quick. Something going on down there. I think it's kind of interesting. So what I got from the story from the Joplin Globe, I think is what it was, or Joplin, I is It was a newspaper out of Joplin. Um, apparently the coach, not Joplin, who I Jasper, who I met last Saturday, uh, I think he's a great guy. Um, seems like a good leader of men. He just has that aura around him where he, you can tell he's a leader of sorts there with him. Um, and I'm not sure what's going on down there um in general from what i heard it was a parent complained because the coaches themselves led the team in a prayer which legally is against the rules because you can't you have a separation of church and state you can have players lead the team in prayer but you can't have coaches because they're technically hired by the schools and there's public you uni- know public schools and stuff like that like it's different for LeBlanc or senior christian and stuff like that or a. Um, Sacred Heart, because they are technically a private school, so it's different. The rules are different. It's a really murky area. Um, Like Personally, I understand why I'm on the side of leading in prayer is not a big deal for me, but if you are saying, if you don't pray with us, you're not playing, that's where the line kind of gets shifted a little bit. And I don't know if that's the case or not. I don't have any information for that down there, Um, but I could also see this as an, a situation where there's a parent disgruntled in Jasper and they want their certain kid to get more playing time and they're not getting it right now. So they find a loophole to go off for the coach kind of deal. I've seen too many bad parents. I'm going to say bad, but ruthless parents do it something like that um, to undercut a coach that I am leaning towards. That's what's kind of happening down there right now. Um, and I'm just there on the sideline just observing their last Saturday. And there's a couple of players who were kind of going back and forth with the coaches a little bit. It was definitely testing. I understand maybe because they were losing to a really good team with some short notice and everything like that. So they were trying to get things figured out defensively. But they kind of had to come to Jesus, unfortunately, I have to say, but come kind of to Jesus moment where it was like, hey, we're the coaches. You're the players. You're going to listen to us. And that's how we're going to do things. If you don't like it, you can sit on the sideline for a little bit. I don't care how good of a player you are. And I think the coaches sometimes have to do that to kind of establish control over locker room and stuff like that. So I had no problem with that. I think it was a good teaching moment. They did a good job of getting that under control. Um, but I think just an in interesting situation down there. I think everything's going to be fine. Things all kind of to blow over. I don't know why there needs to be a big investigation at this point. I think it could have been like, hey, a warning. Like, hey, you can't you can't lead them. It's got to be the players. Like every, every Friday we see it, there's a, there's a prayer circle in the middle of the field of their social distance and everything like that and one of the players says a prayer, and he leads them in that, everything. And not only, I think it's also not only good for the players to do that, it kind of shows the leadership of the players. Everyone knows the coaches are leading the teams in the field and everything like that, but it gives some of the guys in the who are playing, if they want to, a chance to step up and be a leader a little bit there and lead their fellow peers and something like that. I think that's kind of cool and interesting of that side of it. So that's where I kind of stand on this one. Um, the next thing I'm going to talk about here is Misha. I am very confused of their logic with some of this stuff. So, Don West out of Kansas has played Worth County and played LeBlond. Casey's Christian has played Norbert Harden Central, and they're about to play Archie. And I think they play Drexel next week. Um, Pattensburg just played East Mills up in Iowa. And all of those games have counted this year for district points, uh, seedings, and stuff like that for records. But... I think it was Pleasant Hope or Pleasant Hope. Pleasant, I don't know, PH. They're their left man school. They dropped down and played a couple of eight-man games this year with Liberal and Northwest Hughesville. Those games have not counted for Liberal and Northwest Hughesville. And I'm not sure why. It's another Missouri team. They were playing eight-man football. Why do those games not count? But if a team goes out of state, it does. And I believe last year or it was the year before, I don't remember what year it was, but Worth County-Bedford did not count against Worth County for them losing that game. And as of right now, it, was a, it had a pretty good impact for this week because it dropped Pattonsburg from three to four in their district standings, and they got two tough games left here with Lutheran and Albany. Um, and Orac has a tough game this week North Shelby. So they're fighting for that three seed right now to kind of um, see what kind of goes on in the districts there a little bit. And Being the 3 or the 4 is a big difference because you're either playing King City or you're playing Bishop LeBlanc in the first round. That's a pretty good difference there because King City, I think, is a really good football team. Um, and King City, they have a chance here to still get... If they go on a winning streak here and win the last... I mean, if they win the last two games over Albany and Topless Livingston, they're all of a sudden a state contender a little bit. Um, and They're going to be at the 3 seed, probably, in that district. Um, unless Pattonsburg is the 4. Of course, Pattonsburg has the head-to-head over King City, so it would have to be King City or Pattensburg in the standings, but that's huge if, say, Oric and Pattensburg get flipped because of that East Mills game. All of a sudden, Oric's like, hey, we're getting to host Pattensburg instead of going to Pattensburg. I mean, it's a pretty good size difference with the travel and everything like that. So I'm very curious to see why that distinction was made this year. Was it because of COVID? If that's the case, then Liberal and Northwest Hughesville should both get credits for their win over Pleasant Hope and not just, oh, it just kind of happened and it doesn't affect your mission record. I think they need to address that a little bit. And we have not heard a postseason plan for COVID if something like this happens where Rockport gets COVID and they can't play their first-round game. Do they have to forfeit? Can we push games back? Is it just going to be like, hey, you either play Friday or Saturday, maybe we move to Sunday, or you don't play at all? And how fair is that to say, say if we get a first-round game, and it's just, for example, North Shelby versus Santa Fe. In Santa Fe gets a COVID case, and they get, they're like, we can play on Monday, or we can play on Sunday afternoon. Is that fair to North Shelby to have to play on a Sunday, then turn around and have to play on a Friday night against a St. Paul Lutheran team that's well-rested from playing on a Friday versus Schuyler County? Just for example here, just, I'm not throwing anybody to the bus. Just, just for example, you're making North Shelby play on a short rest against a very physical Lutheran team. Is that fair to North Shelby's kids and the, the kind of the playoff balance? Would you have to move that game to Saturday? Would you then move the next championship game to a Saturday a little bit as well? I mean, it kind of makes things. I think the first probably two rounds, you're going to see some cancellations. You're going to see, a say, a Platte Valley, they get an outbreak. Well, we just can't fill a team right now. We can't play East Ashton. We just have to forfeit. They forfeit. We've seen this before in the past with teams who they've had injuries towards the end of the year. Uh, they have injuries plus national FFA or something like that. And they're like, well, we can't field a team that's going to be even remotely competitive. So we're just going to forfeit their first playoff game. And the number one team gets to move on or whatever it is. We've seen that in the past. I know South Holt did it before they co op with hold Holt because um, they were going to have to play North Andrew. And they're like, yeah, peace. We only have like 14 kids out. We're getting ready for basketball. And that's and there's nothing wrong with that because at that point, it was a formality at that point because South Holt was, was winless and North Andrews was winning state championships. It was just going to be a massive, Difference in talent there, um, so I think it's going to happen the first couple of weeks. The first week, I think, especially if you see some COVID cases, you're going to see some cancellations. Uh, I think it'd be tough if it's a Worth County Albany to see a cancellation there because they played a two point game the first time. I would hate to see that happen again and save Worth County. We beat them the first time, but we got COVID again and we couldn't play. We had to cancel, and now Albany gets to move on, though we beat them first. Like that's just tough to stomach a little bit. And if you get a second round game between Stanbury and Mound City. And Stanbury gets a COVID outbreak, and Mount to move on because of just they had to cancel. That's not fair. to The Stanbury kids who have played all year and have been putting themselves in the position to possibly win a district championship game and go forward. And Misha hasn't made any announcement with this right now. I'm just very curious to see how they do things with that kind of going forward. I do think if we get the district championship game, semifinals, and state championship, I could see them pushing things back a little bit and being more flexible with it because you get district championship time there's only four games going on so they're also if they played on a friday you can push a couple of games back to saturday you play the next games on saturday a little bit you can do that maybe you push it back to the middle of the week and you kind of have some stuff going on like that you could i think you could be more flexible with district championship semifinals and definitely the state game if you want to move that back a week or two if you have to due to covid stuff especially with the eight man game being the week before uh, but just real quick, the standings going into this week: in District One it goes Drexel, Archie, Hughesville, Liberal, Jasper, Rich Hill, Appleton City, Osceola. District Two: Livingston, North Shelby, Lutheran, Norbert Harden Central, Concordia Five, Schuyler County, Santa Fe. District number three: North Andrew, South Holt, Nolley Holt. Three is Oric, Four Pattonsburg, Five King City. Six LeBlond. Seven Stuart Osborne, And eight is Decam. District four is EA, Stanbury, Mountain City for the top three, followed by Worth County, Albany, Rockport, Northwest Nottoway, and Platte Valley. Um, And I'll probably go more into districts and stuff like that in the recap show. But that's all I got for you guys. I'm going to eat real quick. Um, And, of course, tomorrow I will be in Albany, King City for about a quarter, quarter and a half, and then East Ashton, Stanbury the rest of the night. You guys stay safe. um, Stay healthy. Thanks to all the coaches for the posting the stats this week. Thanks for listening. Um, that's all I got for you guys. Thanks for thanks for listening.